2: Sunday, March 15th, continuing our series on Praying God's Promises. I just want to do a brief uh, recap from last week because we didn't have the recorder. So I just want to read two paragraphs to kind of summarize what we talked about. We went over uh, the Greek and Hebrew definitions for life, and for holiness, and the spirit. We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. The spirit is invisible and is our very essence. It is eternal and is either saved or not saved. The spirit distinguishes man from other living creatures which do not have a spirit. They have a soul and body only, and they cannot make a decision for Christ. The soul is the mind, intellect, will, and emotions. The body is the flesh, earth suit in the natural realm. We are born as a spirit man. Now the Holy Spirit always existed and is eternal. He spoke to and counseled mankind in the Old Testament and in the New Testament prior to Pentecost. But the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, did not reside in man until Jesus ascended into heaven, then sent the Holy Spirit to us. And the scriptures for this are Acts 1, verse 8, In Acts 2, verse 4. And concerning our being born and having a spirit as our core, that is found in Genesis 2, verse 7. God breathed his spirit into the flesh body. He breathed his divine essence into our fleshly bodies, and we became speaking spirits. Now, even when we are not yet born again, the Holy Spirit will call unto us and may lead us into an understanding of the need for Jesus Christ. When we accept Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior, the spirit man becomes washed clean by the blood of Jesus. Our spirit man becomes recreated and born again. And the Holy Spirit comes to reside in us. But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17. Upon death, when the spirit leaves our fleshly earth suit, the spirit and soul step out of the flesh and into the spiritual realm of heaven or hell for eternity. Now according to Job 32 verse 8, it is the spirit in the man, the breath of God Almighty that brings understanding. Our spirit and the Holy Spirit the Ruach HaKadesh commune when he dwells in us now that Holy Spirit we have a spirit as our core but the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in us until we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior so there is a difference there according to John 16 verse 3 he will guide us into all truth The Holy Spirit is our counselor. Our prayers need to function in the spiritual realm in order to bring change in the physical realm. And we went over a lot of scriptures last week to verify this concept. Now we need to understand, when you become born again, you are a son or a daughter of God. You are a joint heir with Christ, sharing all of the inheritance with Christ. A joint heir is a co-owner, not a part owner. One who is in union together with an inheritor. As a co-heir with Christ, you are co-owner of everything that he owns in the kingdom. And that means that you are heir to all the promises of God, which are written in the Bible. You have a rightful claim to the answers to your prayers based on His promises. Prayer becomes simpler when you use the words and promises already provided to you in the Scriptures. Now, today I'd like to start with reading Psalm 23. Okay, so put your finger there we're go- I'll, I would re- I'm going to read that first and then we're going to go to Psalm 100 so you know where which way we're going here uh, I'm reading out of the NIV Psalm 23 it's a psalm of David and it's known as the shepherd psalm the Lord is my shepherd I shall not be in want you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever so just keep your finger there and go back to Psalm 100 Psalm 100 is a psalm for giving thanks and his love endures forever his faithfulness continues through all generations now we could do several Sundays just on each of these psalms and you probably have done a lot of that Uh, basically I am a sheep in his pasture and I have everything I need He provides and keeps me safe. I receive all of the benefits. He guides and leads me by the Spirit. Now, that's the bottom line that I take out of that. Would anybody like to make any comment on any of these uh, verses here?
3: Well, I'd like to say... this verse in Psalm 1 verse 1 this is what I pray when I'm having something done for cancer I don't pray it out loud but when I, I pray it yeah
2: well and when I have trouble sleeping sometimes I'll say and in fact I said it last night he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. And this gives you calmness because green pastures are very lush and they feel really good on your body. And it just lifts your spirits when you're lying in those deep, green, lush pastures. The quiet waters gives you a feeling of calmness. and. Quietude. and uh, I just love being beside a body of water that's moving. I love fountains. I love creeks. I love anything where there's moving water. It's the living water. The living water of God. And it He restores my soul. And I often pray for, I call it my R's prayer. Restoration, rejuvenation, renewal revitalization, and you can go through, and if you really start thinking about it, you can come up with a couple dozen R words that God does for you. He revives you. He regenerates you. He replenishes you. He restores you. And that, when I pray that when I go to bed at night, it's just like, if I had any concerns of the day, that washes away. Because there's my Lord. He's doing all this for me. And... He rejuvenates you and it keeps you young keeps you healthy if you're attacked in the flesh He restores that He regenerates it He can do anything to make you better so I stand on that I stand on that every day you can count on Him to guide you in paths of righteousness to help you make right decisions right choices um And you don't have to fear. There are things that happen to us in this fallen world. Because that's the sin that came in when Adam and Eve ate the pomegranate. And so sin is there and Satan will try to attack you every day. He will try to come against you and try to sell you his lies, try to get you to go with his way of thinking He'll try to make a deal, and it's up to us to choose life versus death. We need to guard against what Satan lies to us. And when we have to walk through that valley, he walks us through it. We'll come through at the other end with Jesus walking us through and the Holy Spirit walking us through and guiding us and the angels protecting us because we can command those angels to go do God's work to benefit us whether it's protection or provision or lining people up for something for God's purpose we can command those angels to do the work of God so goodness and love will follow us and we'll dwell in his house forever. And it's important to acknowledge this. Worship the Lord with gladness in all situations. We're not to thank him because for the bad things that happen because he's not the one providing the bad things. God is good. He wants the best for us. But Satan will come against us and just natural things happen in the world that we have no control over sometimes we're at the mercy of what other people decide to do, which comes against us. But we don't thank him for the bad things, because he didn't make them, but we thank him for being there with us at all times and getting us through it, walking us through it. We need to listen to his voice and follow, and he'll guide us through it. So we are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. He is the good shepherd. And we can enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And we need to praise him and thank him every day. The Lord is good and his love endures forever. And his faithfulness is not only to us but through all generations. And we can count on that. Any other comments? Okay. Let's go to Deuteronomy Seven, Deuteronomy Seven, verses eleven through fifteen. Okay. Ed, would you like to read that? 11 through 15? 11 through
0: 15. You shall therefore keep and do the instruction, laws, and precepts which I command you this day. And if you have uh, hearkened to these precepts, keep and do them, the Lord will, your God will keep with you the covenant and the steadfast love which he swore to your fathers. And he will love you, bless you, and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your body, the fruit of your land, your grain, your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle and the young of your flock in the land which He swore to your fathers to give you. He shall be blessed above all. You shall be blessed above all people, there shall be not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and none of the evil diseases of Egypt which you knew will He put upon you, but will lay them upon all who hate you.
2: Okay, now let's go back to uh, chapter 28 in Deuteronomy. I know you probably have read this many times, but I I don't think we can pass by it. Because this is so important for us to understand God's promises of blessings for obedience. Sandy, would you like to read that? 1 through
1: 14. It's a lot. You obey the Lord your God and faithfully keep all His commands that I am giving you today. He will make you greater than any other nation on earth. Obey the Lord your God and all these blessings will be yours. The Lord will bless your towns and your fields. The Lord will bless you with many children, with abundant crops, and with many cattle and sheep. The Lord will bless your grain crops and the food you prepare from them. The Lord will bless everything you do. The Lord will defeat your enemies when they attack you. They will attack from one direction, but they will run from you in all directions. The Lord your God will bless your work and fill your barns with grain. He will bless you in the land that he is giving you. If you obey the Lord your God and do everything he commands, he will make you his own people as he has promised. Then all the peoples on earth will see that the Lord has chosen you to be his own people, and they will be afraid of you. The Lord will give you many children, many cattle, and abundant crops in the land that he has promised your ancestors to give you. He will send rain and season from his rich storehouse in the sky and bless all your work so that you will lend to many nations, but you will not have to borrow from any the Lord your God will make you the leader among the nations and not a follower you will always prosper and never fail if you obey faithfully all his commands that I am giving you today but you must never disobey them in any way or worship and serve other gods
2: okay this is a covenant blessing and when you have any concerns in your life you can probably find one of these verses to pray this list of 14 scriptures is God's covenant promise to you and you can stand on these in good times and bad because even if things are going well you can stand on my basket and my kneading trough will be blessed I'll be blessed going out and coming in everything I put my hand to will be blessed and you can just make declarations based on these 14 promises, these 14 scriptures, whether it's good or whether you have a concern. Just, it's something that a lot of us here at church, especially in the Monday night prayer group, we stand on these scriptures all the time. And we pray them over ourselves, over our families, over others, over our church, over the community, over our nation so it works on all levels and it um, it can bring you a much improved quality of life when you start praying these scriptures. Now I have a little list here in my Bible and I wasn't going to put this in but I think I'll just run over the list really quickly so you can understand how these scriptures bless us. The first list is from Dr. Todd Kuntz and he uh, calls this the Ten Promises of the Covenant Blessing. Number one verse three geographical blessing verse four family blessing. Verse four also contains occupational blessing and multiplication of of possessions. Verse 5 supernatural increase. Verse 6 territorial dominion. Reign over the territory. Rule and reign over the territory. Verse 7 victory in battle. Verse 12 contains godly favor and financial prosperity. Verse 13 divine promotion. So that encompasses a lot of areas in your life and especially verse 12 godly favor when God gives you favor he can open doors that no man can close and close doors that no man can open God's one word from God and God's favor can change your entire life now uh, Rod Parsley condensed it into seven blessings so Number one would be professional blessing. Number two, household blessing. Number three, supernatural provision. Number four, favor in the everyday. Five, divine health and vigor. Number six, financial favor. And number seven, supernatural advancement. So that's a pretty comprehensive list. Now, Rod Parsley also mentioned and um, Todd Kuntz mentioned about uh, Jabez. Hearken means to listen and obey. If you notice in in, uh, verse 1, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all your commands I give you today then you'll get all these blessings. So we need to be obedient in order to uh, manifest all these blessings. The Hebrew word for hearken or listen is Shema and if you listen to the the Jews also they kinda go Shema is how they say it because they're so used to saying it all the time mm-hmm. so you'll hear a lot of Amer- uh, a lot of English speakers say Shema or Shema but the, the Jews that use the shema every day, it's shema. (laughs) So uh, the transliterated spelling would be S-H-E-M-A. Now in Hebrew the E is pronounced like a long A. So it's shema. And the R-A is an ah sound in Hebrew. So what Rod says is if you Shema, if you hearken to the Lord Yahweh, Yehovah, your God and carefully follow all His commands then underline then all these blessings will underline will come upon you this applies to those who are fully invested in the kingdom not the casually involved. So, you know, if you're a person that's not born again, or if you're just a casual interloper, or maybe you said that prayer of salvation, but didn't ever go beyond saying it, and don't live the life, and don't obey God, these promises aren't necessarily going to come to fruition for you. You have to be invested in the kingdom. And that's where a lot of Christians can't understand why they don't get answers to God's promises. They don't get answers to their prayers. It's because they're not fully involved in a relationship with God. They're not obedient. They just do as they please. And there's no victory in just doing your own thing like Jeff was talking about this morning. You know, God is creator. And he set the rules and if you want to be successful in life you have to follow his rules and his spiritual laws. Uh, My bottom line out of the, the verses from Deuteronomy is I am loved, blessed, and increased. I am obedient to God's commands. God is able to do exceeding abundantly for all those who love him. Now, I heard uh, Bishop Carnes make a comment to his audience on Benny Hinn. A lot of people will quote that scripture, God is able to do exceeding abundantly, but they don't quote it accurately. They'll say, well, my God can do exceeding and abundantly when you do that you're putting limits on the exceeding you're putting limits on the abundantly it's exceeding abundantly far above without limits so it does pay to be nitpicky about some of these phrases and words in the bible they are written that way for a reason so there are times uh... when you can be kind of loose in getting the concept, but there are places where it's important to put them accurately. And that's why a lot of teachers and preachers are going back to the original Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, because that's where the original writing inspired by God gives you the, pr- the proper meaning. There's lots of translations out there, and even what we have has been translated through multiple languages. So sometimes, you know, that's why... We become more more uh, interested in the original, and in being accurate. Now uh, let's go to the New Testament, to John, the Gospel of John, chapter ten. see chapter 10 verse 10 okay ed would you read that
0: okay the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy i came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows
2: that's that's a really good uh translation that you read there um You know, the devil will come against you every day, and especially when you're progressing in your Christian life. When you become a threat and become a powerhouse in the kingdom, he's going to attack you even more. He doesn't want to see you uh, be successful. In, in leading others to salvation, and in uh, preaching and teaching the Word, and helping others understand and and put put his put God's Word into practice in their lives and in your own life. So He will come to still kill and destroy. He is the liar. He is the accuser. He's the father of all lies. Jesus came that we may have life, and have it in fullness. Now that life, that word life, is the Greek word zoe, which we uh, talked about that definition several weeks ago. Zoe, the God kind of life. So it's not just a good life, it's God's kind of life and all the best that he has for us. And we're to have it in fullness, abundance to overflowing. That sounds good to me. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Any questions or comments there? Abundance to overflowing. That's what we want. Uh,
3: well, you know, I want to comment on what you said about the Greek and Hebrew. I constantly do that constantly. Yeah.
2: I know you do and you, you do a lot of that.
3: Yeah. And
2: there's a lot of commentaries online. Uh, you know, there's I have the Strong's and Uh, Dictionary, but that's sometimes it's hard to use that. I don't know if you've have any of you used the Strong's Dictionary, it's difficult. It's you can't just plug a word in and think you're going to find it necessarily, especially when you try to look into the Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm getting better at it, (laughs) but you know, whenever I hear a word being preached or taught, I try to write it down.
3: There's a Bible. I God, I'd really like to show you. I'm going to get it. I'll be right back.
2: Okay. <laughs> it's in
3: the next room. Over
2: here. Okay. Um and I have books like Hebrew uh, word treasures and things like that which I'm trying, you know, try to go through every now and then. I try to read a couple of pages and write oh, it you down. Do so well with it. But uh any and I listen listen to a lot of teachings by Messianic rabbis so that's where i'm learning better pronunciation and learning more and if you watch joseph prince he does a lot of the original words now his pronunciations aren't always so good but you know you just learn you know learn the this
3: this words. is terrific because
2: okay that's the hebrew greek uh keyword in I V.
3: Yeah, so now look
2: Hebrew Greek study that Bible.
3: What this does well I need my magnifying. <laughs> but you see all the words with the numbers? Yeah. Now look here. See the back? Hebrew dictionary, Greek. They have all this yeah, here. I
2: might need to get that because oh, it's
3: wonderful.
2: I don't like flipping back and forth on the screens but,
3: on yeah, but the see, computer.
2: <laughs> that saves you from going. Yeah. To I like books. I'm a book book person. I like to have that book in my hand. No, I got a good buy on that online. Oh, okay. Well we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but for those online, people listening to this teaching, Tom has a fabulous resource here. It's the Hebrew Greek keyword NIV study Bible yeah. and that would be an excellent resource really, really good. because we read a lot of these English translations which cannot possibly give you the full meaning that includes this, the cultural background see, the Hebrew, and way of thinking no way. back in those days we think with our modern there's, linear thinking the Hebrews this. think in a circle, the, the never ending circle and uh they connect everything in life back to god
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i I was talking about this you know i'm i 'm a jewelry nut a jewelry hog, we watch a lot of jewelry television, you know if there's jewelry on television i 'm looking at it, and you know Taylor 's learning a lot and watching it with me and actually enjoying it to well there he does have his limits on that. But (laughs) he has learned an awful lot. And uh, there are more and more Israeli designers coming on to these, uh, like Shop, well it used to be Shop HQ, Shop HNBC, now it's called Evine. Then there's Jewelry Television, and then there's Home Shopping Network and QVC. They're all starting to get Israeli designers and what I find very interesting that when they come on to sell their jewelry and promote their jewelry every piece has a story and a reason for its design and it all goes back to God or one of God's spiritual laws such as love, family creation and all that he has made available and they use his creation to make their jewelry and everything has a symbolism in it going back at some point it all goes back to God. Now your orthodox Jews live that way. Every moment of their life is related back to God. Now, the secular Jews who are Jews by birth and lineage don't actually practice all of the tenets of the Jewish faith, not so much. They, a lot of them live like the world does, just like we have people that are so-called Protestants, but don't go to church and don't live the life. So, you know, there's Jews like that too, but your Orthodox and Hasidic Jews, uh, the ones that really uh, hold on to the Jewish faith and practice it they have a different way of thinking and everything is connected back to God. Everything they do everything that they practice day to day goes back to God and they, all day long you know that the word of the Lord shall uh, you shall meditate it and keep it in your mouth at all times and pray at all times they have, there's a way of doing that And um, it's, it's just very different when you live that way because God's in all things. And you build up your faith because when you dedicate yourself like that and have that kind of relationship with the Lord, that's where all these blessings start flowing into your life. You build up the faith And you stand on your faith for the promises. You pray the promises. God answers your promises with his favor and his love and his grace and his mercy. And so you get an excellent result through that. And that builds a deeper foundation. And it just goes in that never-ending circle. Building up your faith. So, John 15, verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. Psalm 91, verses 14 through 16. Let's go there quick. Psalm 91 is the psalm of protection. And we can stand on that. Uh, it, it, it's just like reading those 14 verses in Deuteronomy or Psalm 23 if you go to Psalm 91 pretty much all you need is in there To pr- you can pray parts of it or all of it this was written by Moses and it concerns dwelling in the shadow of the almighty dwelling there not just visiting it from time to not time but dwelling in In his shadow being under his wings Um, so who's next to read Psalm 91 verses 14 through 16
1: God says I will save those who love me and will protect those who acknowledge me as Lord when they call to me I will answer them when they are in trouble I will be with them I will rescue them and honor them I will reward them with long life. I will save them.
2: Okay. So there, he's going to, he loves you. He's going to rescue you, protect you. He'll, when you call on him, he'll answer you. He'll be with you in times of trouble. And he will deliver you. And he'll show you his salvation. And we've talked about the definition of salvation. In Greek it's sozo. And it's everything you need. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Everything's complete and whole. Everything's good. You are blessed. And you'll have long life. So you stand on that. You stand on that. You're going to not only have long life. We're all going to have long life. But we're going to have personal satisfaction and blessings and happiness. We might have to go through some crap during our life, but he's going to walk us through it, and we'll come out okay, and he'll give us long life and all the blessings. So you stand on that promise. You know, a lot of people will say, Well, the doctor said this, the doctor said that, and I only have so much time, or I'm never going to get any better than this. No. He went to school, I went to Jesus.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I do not accept those pronouncements of man I'm accepting the Word of God and I'm standing on it and you have to be radical Mm -hmm. and some people might think you're a nut job but you know what I don't care because I live very well I'm in his divine health and wellness Mm -hmm. and if the devil tries to come against me with a symptom I lay my hands on myself I lay my hands on others and there is healing there And even if I get a symptom, it's very short-lived and gone. And it's never like I had before I started getting radical with this thought and this faith, the foundation of faith. And every time you lay hands on yourself or let other people do it for you, you'll develop that kind of strong faith. You know, you don't have to be living poorly. You may go through it for a time, but it's just a time. So, that's, that's where I stand on that. And I hope to help others gain that kind of radical faith, that all-out faith in the Word. Let's uh, go back to the New Testament again. Ephesians chapter 3. Okay, You know what? I was going to just have you read uh, verses 20 and 21. Let me just read that quickly out of the Amplified. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us he is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers desires, thoughts hopes or dreams to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever Amen so be it We are filled with all the fullness and glory of God by revelation of the Holy Spirit and by the measure of faith in our hearts. So we can stand on the the covenant. All glory comes from God. You have the glory in the measure that you have the Son of glory in you. That Christ may dwell in your heart. Dwell. Reside. Live in your heart. By your faith. What time do you? What time do you have?
3: Oh, it's about noon.
2: About noon. It okay. is about noon. Okay. I have one thing to read uh, before I end this section of the teaching. Uh. This is by Gloria Copeland and it's from uh, her yearly uh, devotional Limitless Love. So the whole 365 days is about love. Loving without limits. And I felt I really needed this. In fact I did two or three devotionals on love last year. Um This is from day 330, and she titles this page, The Comprehensive Plan of Love. Her opening scripture is Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5, and it's from the Amplified Bible. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needed to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Glorious comment is, when the prophet Isaiah wrote those verses, he was looking ahead by the spirit foreseeing what Jesus would do for us one day on the cross. He saw then that many believers even now haven't yet seen. He saw that Jesus by his sacrifice would bless every part of man's being. He would bless us spiritually by bearing the punishment for our sins. He would bless our souls by paying the price for our peace and he would bless us physically by taking upon himself our sicknesses and diseases so we could be healed and free. That's one of the things I appreciate most about the love of God. It is comprehensive. God doesn't just care about one or two isolated parts of our lives. He isn't concerned only about our spiritual well-being. His love covers every part of us, spirit, soul, and body. Think about that. Jesus didn't pay the price for your spirit and leave your body under the dominion of sickness and disease. He didn't pay the price for your body and leave your mind to be tormented with anxiety and guilt. Jesus paid the price for the whole man. When he went to the cross, he obtained righteousness for your spirit, peace for your mind, and healing for your body. He didn't leave any part of you out of that plan of redemption. That's what we call the full gospel. The only reason more people aren't enjoying the benefits of it is because it hasn't been widely preached. Religion has convinced us to preach a partial gospel instead. As a result, most Christians think the plan of redemption is much like the insurance or health plans devised by man. Those plans are exclusive. They're full of stipulations that leave a great many things in your life uncovered. They contain lots of fine prints that tells you if you get yourself in this situation or that situation, this plan won't help you. The benefits will be denied. God would never give us a redemption plan like that. He cares so deeply about every detail of our lives that he was compelled to provide us with a comprehensive plan that would meet every need in every possible situation, a plan that would keep us forever completely covered, spirit, soul, and body, by his unfailing love. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord.
3: I have to head out because there's a someone else okay. out there with and, and I hope your friend uh, Yeah, I'll contact you later
2: uh, next week we'll continue and we'll start connecting our salvation to the promises and what that all means and how to connect it together
0: it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper